0: In Dublin's fair city, where the girls are so pretty, I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone. As she wheeled her wheelbarrow through the streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels, alive, alive, oh. And muscles Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm
1: Gloria Ackerman. And that
0: was <laughs> Sweet Molly Malone. Um,
1: Beginning with a song. Yeah, well
0: <laughs> it fits because this week we are reviewing the uh, extended episode, so I'm calling this episodes one and two of season 10 of MASH. We are on the second to last season. That's Showbiz.
1: And that Showbiz is easy to tell you about because basically the whole thing is about a USO troop coming to visit. Um, the girl, ha- one of the girls, Marine, has a- an appendicitis. So they all come on. Bring her there. She actually comes on a helicopter. The rest come on a truck. And that's what this episode is about.
0: Yeah. They get held over. We see the interactions.
1: Small B-plot of um, BJ's patient who doesn't want to speak. But it's just a very small B-plot. Actually, yeah. Well,
0: I I would say that that's a B-plot. And then also um, Charles trying to... Or not Charles. Pardon me. uh, Father Mulcahy.
1: Trying to find something. The ballet shoes. But that's all part of the USO theme. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought when you mentioned Charles you were going to say the other girl too. Mm-hmm. But that's all part of the USO. How mm-hmm. people, when they come to the camp, can change the whole dynamic of yeah. what's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Just from a couple of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think um, this is one of those moments where you see character growth across the board, and we'll get into that. But, you know, there's... They, They kind of got enough USO actors, well, you know, people to play USO people, to pair up with all the major characters in M.A.S.H., and I think that gives all of them a chance to see some character growth, and they they get realizations, you know, except maybe for Colonel Potter. I don't think he actually, like, (laughs) realized anything. I think we did, but he didn't, but it gives some more depth to his backstory. Yes. He and, had
1: stars in his eyes.
0: Yes, and they were on uh Brandy Brandy Doyle's uh nipples. Were, I
1: thought her behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you she know. liked like to showcase her behind. Well I'm
0: just saying he, he was talking about <laughs> oh, her spinning yeah, her, her tassels, tassels, which would have been like
1: They actually even pasties. had a toast for her tassels. Yes. <laughs>
0: to your twirling tassels and she had to hold them up. I, I think he's the only one who didn't really, like, grow forward, but we learned more about his backstory, so that was cool. So let's actually, yeah, let's talk about this. Again, it's like a, a 40 or 50 minute episode, so it's really the length of two. There was no break in the middle. Um, but so,
1: each character had their own story. And yeah. You got to hear kind of their stories as we went on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Marina was where we started. They were... I think they were heading to the 121st EVAC um, to do another USO show, and she was having some
1: appendix, appendix
0: issues. Some, but they you know.
1: also were bombed. Yeah. But I they, don't think anything was shelled. affected by the bombs. No, like, I don't I think anybody...
0: Say, well, I think, I think a couple think people maybe probably... Maybe mentally? I think a, a couple of soldiers might have gotten hit because Marina comes in on a chopper that right. has two guys on it. Um, but, yeah you know Hawkeye's comment was um when did they start putting stewardesses on this flight (laughs) but yeah she comes in with a couple of soldiers who got wounded not too seriously uh enough where they end up bringing in the whole staff but yeah Hawkeye gets the the appendix issue with Marina which
1: so then Marina's there already and in on the truck Mm-hmm. We see, um, there is um, Brandy Doyle, who mm-hmm. is a um, burlesque yes. woman <laughs> from the old days. And she's more Colonel Potter's age. So, mm-hmm. like, she's feeling kind of lost in the young people. Mm-hmm. And, you it's know, hard very...
0: It's hard to be famous when nobody knows that you are.
1: <laughs> you know, because she grew up being famous. But now it's a younger crowd, and Mm. they're forgetting who she was. And there's Sarah Miller, who is looking for her brother.
0: Well, not for her brother, but for the ballet shoes. Her
1: brother was actually killed in another... Mm. She asked to speak to Father Mulcahy privately, so we don't hear Mm. the story right away. But later on, we hear how her brother was killed, and Father Mulcahy and Margaret help her find her ballet slippers, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about a little more in depth. There's Ellie um, Carl, Carlisle, Carlisle. Carlisle. Yep. and she is the accordion player. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to say it out big because I couldn't remember the word <laughs> accordion. So thank you, Ben, for helping me figure it out, and no thanks to Chris, who would not help me whatsoever I when was... I was having a brain clog.
0: Harmonica, but...
1: no! <laughs> Harmonica! No! Harmonica! No! <laughs> he wouldn't tell me. I was laughing anyway.
0: hysterically.
1: So, for some reason, like, I think Winchester felt this real connection with her, but he kind of made fun of her for being, like, an accordion player and, yeah, he,
0: you know... Like a
1: lower class musician.
0: Yes, he was looking down her nose at her quite a bit, you know, and he just, he did not see, um... But
1: you could tell he had a little crush on her, like, but he didn't know why.
0: Yeah, I, I think specifically after he realized that she studied at Juilliard.
1: And she played a beautiful sonata. I which, what you said.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Beethoven's Sonata Number no. 8, Pathétique. Pathetic, And she was...
1: Perfect, spot on. Yeah. Hot. Without even looking at it ahead of time, she,
0: mm-hmm. this was
1: one of her songs that she had memorized. Yeah. So she played it spot on, and he just stared at her yeah. in awe.
0: Yeah, just... And, Instantly. And we know from uh, the episode with with the uh, guy who could only use his left hand that the piano is very meaningful for Charles. Yes. I can play the notes, David.
1: But I can't get the heart. Mm -hmm. Like, anyone can learn to play the piano. It's the playing that makes it beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. And she did a gorgeous job. Right. I'm not sure if the actress herself was actually playing it the keys like cuz I yeah. was
1: watching her play the accordion and she mm. looked like she was actually playing and you wouldn't be able to play that without playing the piano.
0: And yeah, I do think looking at how her hands I play the piano, looking at her hands on the keyboard, they were in they were at the right <laughs> the right um, spread and in the right places for the notes. It's just I don't think she was playing it live on set, but she oh, may have okay. she may have played it, you know, to actually record it. But it, her hands were in the right place with the right spread. It's not like she was just playing chopsticks with one right. finger or anything. Um, but yeah, you can instantly, when she gets on the piano, Charles just gets up with his little brandy snifter and just, he's mesmerized as if as if a siren is calling him off mm. the boat to the rock. And just, he slowly sits down next to the piano and, you know, he says,
1: just awe.
0: If you can play that well, why are you wasting your time with that Thing,
1: Because <laughs> Juilliard teaches you to play the notes, mm. but they don't tell you how to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> the money is in the accordion and in the songs that people want to dance to because yeah. immediately Kelly said, play something we can dance to.
0: And so she starts playing roll out the barrel or the beer barrel know, polka. polka. And then uh, Kelly comes over and asks Winchester didn't to... <laughs>
1: And he did. I don't think yeah. he normally would have, no. but she had pretty much just called him out for being a snob yeah. and saying you don't know how to have fun in your yeah. life yeah. how do you live with yourself being so pretentious yeah so he looked at her and grabbed kelly, kelly and off they went to yeah. do the polka
0: yeah yeah ellie yeah it, it was great so again like that's that's what i was saying at the outset here was charles gets a chance to grow as a character through that mm-hmm. you know and that's that's kind of like Ellie is the catalyst for Charles Change there. Where he where he grows a little bit just personally and then we also see more of his musical side. We always have with like um records, but again with live music we, we get to see just that appreciation come out again, which plays. And the which cool pl- thing yeah.
1: I really enjoyed was mm-hmm. Okay, that was how Charles grew. But my favorite part is how Margaret grew. Yeah. Because they put Brandy in her tent to share. And at first, she had this look of fear on her face. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, crap. Don't put Uh, her in with me. She's um, a burlesque dancer.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, she actually had that look on her face. Like, Mm -hmm. why would I want to share a bunk with her? But it turned out to be such a life-changing thing, I think, for Margaret Mm -hmm. also. Like, she learned that she was also, Brandy's lonely. I mean, she's yeah. famous, but famous people are busy. Like, you yeah. don't think of famous people. They're always working. They're traveling. Mm-hmm. She said the only people that she had in common are bellhops and co- cab drivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But she has a thing for Potter. She let yeah. that known right away. Yeah, And, and he, Margaret was very protective over Colonel yeah. Potter.
0: Colonel Potter is married. So were my first five husbands until they met me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but.
1: but they had, I think, a, um, something over each other, and like she taught Margaret how to do the strip dance walk. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, it was ba-dum- a very, ba-dum.
0: yeah, very seductive strut. And <laughs> a, again, I feel like we get this recurring message with Margaret that she doesn't have to be alone. And very, right. and very slowly over these last ten seasons, we've gotten to see that you know where at the beginning her only friend in quotes freak. yeah but she's grown with that you know I, I think the real break was with the episode with the nurses yes with the fudge with the fudge yeah
1: yes I think that's where she realized hey I have to I have to see my nurses as not just nurses in my you know do mm-hmm. what I say but yeah. She needed friends.
0: Yeah, she did. And that, I think
1: the other episode that really opened her up was mm-hmm. Hawkeye and her when they were trapped.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Um, I think it was, was it the reporter who came and was hung up on BJ? Oh. Where it was, yeah. um, you have all these friends. Why don't you go and talk to them? Friends?
1: <laughs> yeah, she I, realized she had no friends.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she, she went to talk to... Hawkeye and B.J. And like let's let's have coffee. If yes, you remember I, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know where they're, and they're Hawkeye and, they're, and B.J. are walking out of the They looked at her suspiciously swamp. like,
1: yeah. "Okay, yeah. what do you need?" <laughs> no, I just I just want to have coffee.
0: Yeah. Okay, Margaret, let's And let's they let her coffee. in. And that's what's so cool yeah. about
1: mm-hmm. this this cast as mm-hmm. I believe it was so believable. Like, yeah. "Okay, let's have coffee." Yeah. Let's talk.
0: And, you know, that again, that was reinforced here with Brandy Doyle because she said to Margaret, you have all these friends here. You're not alone. (laughs) Friends. And it's just, you keep seeing this with Margaret, where, like, I, I feel like she's always playing that balance between being in a position of authority and removing herself and then trying to have, you know, life outside of work because... They are very much like you live at work, right? You, it's not even like you're like she's not just in charge of nurses at a hospital and she can go home at night, no,
1: right? No, she this is her life,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: everything she does well, she gets accommodated for, mm, you know, like mm,
0: accommodation, yeah,
1: yeah. So she wants to do well, so mm-hmm. she can do well, good in her career, yeah, but
0: you you need to have a life. But you also need life. to have a life. Yeah. And um I I love the moments where Margaret realizes I don't have to be alone and I can have fun. And yeah, at the very end when they are actually saying goodbye to the USO troop, so they they were held over a night because of a big push and the the roads got locked down except for troop convoys. The next day when they fi- or when they finally do release the roads and so the USO can leave. Yeah, you see Brandy and Margaret walking out of like the, the hospital compound and they're doing
1: the new walk, she taught her. Yeah. Ba-dum, it's... Bump, ba-dum, and you yeah. have a wiggle at the end with yeah. the wiggle, bump.
0: Yeah, toe forward, knee bent, and like throw that hip up and out. And, and I then think Margaret back and... loves
1: this stuff. Yeah. You know, the old Margaret would have fought it and saying, don't you dare walk like that or something. But this yeah. Margaret. Mm-hmm. I, is yeah. more free and like she embraced it. Like watch my butt on bump. Yeah, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know I love Margaret. She's... Yeah, yeah.
0: Which I think goes back to hey, it's raining. Something I had said long ago. It's part of Margaret becoming her own woman, and I, mm-hmm. I am so glad that that is where Margaret the character ended up being. In Mash, is her own person. Yeah, her own strong woman. Instead of just remaining that, that...
1: Frank's possession. Yeah. Which is what she was. Yeah. Well, actually, Frank it was, was her possession. Yeah. I'm it, not really it, sure how it, that went. It, it was... Because it wasn't a, a subservient relationship by no. far. I think she did the leading, but she was also following him because... I think... She was trying to improve his career instead of her own.
0: Well, and I think that she was doing that so she could use that as a lever for her career... I think it was a codependency.
1: I think so too.
0: Yeah, you know, she was hoping to kind of ride his coattails, but then he was relying on her as his like backbone because he didn't have one. Right. Um. And so she the, gave him a backbone. Yeah. yeah so Charles and the squeeze box, Margaret, <laughs> and Brandy, but then also Potter and, and Brandy. Brandy. Let's right. talk about that. Because
1: what, he went to her shows when he was younger. Yeah. and watched her with his eyes wide open yeah. and his mouth wide okay. open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he fell in love with her years ago, mm-hmm. you know, as a single man and had never lost that. You know when you meet someone famous, you're just in awe. Like I met someone famous once and I thought I would be so cool. And <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 oh. I seriously couldn't like it was a kid and mm. he I, I couldn't ask him a question. He came up to me and asked, you know, hey, do you have any questions or anything you want to talk yeah. about? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. I, seriously, my mind went uh. blank and yeah. I was in awe. So I think that's kind of how he was with Brandy. Yeah. Like a little in awe. <laughs>
0: well, and yeah, I, I, I can I can understand what you're saying, especially when um, I think she works him because she gets <laughs> him to invite her to his tent for um, some scotch, because he had a, a 12-year-old bottle.
1: That was saving for something special. For
0: a dry day. Well, we can have a drink in the officer's club. Oh. oh, sure. If we go there, you'll have more friends than you know to do with, and less scotch than you ever thought.
1: Oh, well, maybe my 10?
0: Oh! Yeah. Oh, Sherman! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, but I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'll be there with bells on.
1: Literally, I think,
0: well, maybe I, not I, literally, but. I, I, but I, I.
1: Her outfit had bells on. It may not oh, have had, like, jingly little... bells, but it was, she came in in this red, shiny. I
0: Yeah, I would say. Butt like hugging. silk, yeah. Yeah,
1: silky. It, yeah. Like, not very many people could pull that off, but she did a great job. Yeah, like, most people would have bumps and bulges in places, but...
0: It just, yeah, it hugged her in all it the hugged right...
1: hugged her in all the right places. hmm And
0: <laughs> I didn't know you were coming in your Class A's. I would have worn something better. But, um, yeah, they end up finishing the bottle. Well, scotch. she did. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Now, do
1: you think he was really passed out, or do you think he was fake passed out, kind of, oh, no. no, he was really passed out? I
0: think he, I think the she message. She drank the, him. Yes, I think the message is she drank him under the table, because. Because
1: she had other things in mind, I think. Oh, yeah. And he was thinking of his wife, clearly, mm-hmm. and so he passed out in a chair. Yeah. And then I got to thinking, mm-hmm. do you think he passed passed out, or do you think.
0: No, I, then I think he did. then she went and finished did.
1: hers, and she finished his. Yeah. So she's she's a very good drinker. I know that cause yeah. I am not a very good drinker. I yeah. love a
0: good drink, but... Yeah, no, I'm sure that he actually passed out. And the reason, I would point to their first drink. He's sipping, she's sipping, and then she goes, ooh, that is good. And then just slams back the rest of the glass and, like, hands it to him. And <laughs> he just looks at it like, "Ah, oh, this is... <laughs> okay.
1: It is smooth, with enough O's and smooth. Yeah,
0: but, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he legitimately passed out, and the other reason I would say that is, like, when he's making his, so you're twirling oh, yeah. and he, That's right. he she wasn't... actually has to hold him up, but yeah, he passes out, and she is completely lucid. Yeah,
1: and she looked like she was going on to the next place, when yeah. she laughed, like, okay, yeah. next. Yeah.
0: To the O-Club. So, that
1: was Brandy. And then there was um, Fast Freddy Nichols. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. He had Max Klinger, like, at his... Mm. Hanging on to every word. Mm -hmm. Max was trying so hard to be him, but actually he was killing the act.
0: Oh, goodness. Yeah, Yeah, Max is just taken. With, with the celebrity status of Fast Freddie Nichols, who is apparently going to be on the Ed Sullivan show, and that's going to break open his career. Um, but Max is just, yeah, taken by him. He'd driven six hours once to catch Freddy's act. <laughs> and your nose arrived in
1: five hours! <laughs> <laughs> so every word you would say, Freddie would have a comedic uh, joke for it.
0: Yeah.
1: And most people, like, it's the kind of jokes most people do not find funny, but for some reason, Charles, like, had this funny bone for mm-hmm. him, and he could not stop laughing. Everything yeah. Freddie said, Charles was like,
0: mm-hmm. like, he
1: couldn't hold back his laugh. Yeah. And I'm like, even, these are very bad jokes. The,
0: these are not <laughs> good. <laughs> these are, they're, mm-hmm. like,
1: old even for the 50s, you know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> But yeah, I, I love that part of Charles in this episode, where he just, it's this lower class humor and charles is just dying over it he can't
1: contain himself
0: yeah i think that's a nice humanizing characteristic of charles but yeah we see max um he he is part of the act in in post-op but yeah like you say he um killed it
1: yeah well he's sitting there memorizing all the lines he's trying 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 and then when he got on stage he couldn't remember the lines it, it hurts, hurts when I do I this. Do this. It hurts. And then Freddie was trying to tell him, this is oh. your line. And he said, it hurts when I do this. And he's like, well, and don't do it anymore. So Klinger actually stole his line and yeah. Freddie like ended it. Okay, out of here. You're yeah. ruining this whole show. Get out of
0: here. I, I can't find the line. What should I do? Not, I to, get out. Get out. <laughs> what? Get out. <laughs> <sighs> and then they start, Um, yeah, I'm, we're just jumping all over the place, but it's, it's one of those shows where they have all these little vignettes interwoven with a larger plot. And the larger plot is the USO, but all the little vignettes are what you see the USO troop doing with these people. Like, right. okay, after that show, that night, uh, when they're held over, Max and Freddy are are just joking around. Charles is laughing. Hawkeye and BJ want to fall asleep.
1: And they're like just shut up please then, just be quiet
0: and then over the next I'm guessing few days Max is trying to get into comedy and he's like running these jokes past Freddie and Freddie is just done with this amateur trying to do it it's like you're not gonna get a kid just
1: just I, give up
0: um but then you know like his his final line in that scene is I hate it when somebody doesn't know when to just shut up Hey, have you heard, heard the, the one, one. And
1: yeah, <laughs> he just and BJ and Hawkeye. And Hawkeye have had enough. Mm-hmm. But B so that guy touched Klinger. He touched BJ and Hawkeye but yeah. maybe in a negative way. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely touched um, Winchester because mm-hmm. Winchester just couldn't stop laughing at his yeah. stupid jokes. Yeah. Um, and then our last character is Marine Mar- and save oh, her goodness, for last Marina. because she really touched more characters than mm-hmm. I think we even realize. Yeah. Because. We,
0: we, we mentioned Sarah, right? Sarah yes. Miller was the one with the with the toe shoes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Oh, we, but
1: I don't know if we finished her.
0: It, you know, she didn't really touch people in the same way. She asked Mulcahy to help. On her call, Yeah, Yep. Mulcahy called over to 8063rd to the in there, Charlie. And Charlie must have tracked down these slippers that got left up at battalion aid. And they eventually made their way with a wounded soldier to the seventh.
1: Because he, her brother was killed, he got shot in the head. So they, so what? I thought it was cool how Father Mulcahy, he deduced it to neurology. Okay, they usually send the neurology patients to this place. Mm. Let's check there. Mm. And... Apparently, yeah. the um, phones were all shut down, so he couldn't check on these slippers. Mm-hmm. So they sent them through, via patient. Via
0: patient. And we see precedent at the very beginning of the episode when Marina comes in on the chopper because uh, one of the patients is clutching casualty reports that he gives to Margaret. So we, I'm, I'm guessing that's why he had casualty reports, was so that they could have the ballet slippers come in on another patient. Oh, <laughs> It's like there's they're precedent. they're sending
1: things through on pa- I never put that connection together. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's like otherwise it would seem I think seem... it's
1: the last time we ever see it though. No,
0: like... the first and last time. Yeah. yeah, it's like otherwise this would be very odd if it didn't happen more than once in an episode.
1: Where something comes in on the patient.
0: It's still very odd, but it's it's acceptable. I didn't
1: find it odd. So <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I guess now that you say it but as it was happening i guess you know, i didn't think about it
0: it's um i had heard in that like in showbiz sometimes you have what's called like a torchlight moment or a torch moment where the in a show it'll be like gosh if only we had a flashlight hey look a flashlight, flashlight. and uh. and by calling attention to it it makes it not weird okay and i feel like that's what that's
1: one of these it's a torchlight moment
0: yeah i feel like that's what that what the casualty reports were is okay this thing happens just because you've never ever seen it before in 10 seasons this is normal so just keep that in mind for later <laughs> in the episode when it might seem like it's not normal it is normal it is normal it is normal Things it's come fine yeah okay so that that's basically sarah, yes, sarah. yeah yes. but she then gets her slippers. she gets her slippers uh But, yeah, Marina. Marina, the appendicitis patient.
1: I just love her bubbliness. Yeah. Like, it's very rare, I think, that you see a person that has this personality Mm -hmm. that can make you happy just by talking to them. Like, Mm -hmm. she has this genuine innocence about her, I think is what I would call it, Mm -hmm. that makes her, like, just a lovable person. You can't help but watch this episode and not love this character. Yeah. And I, I've seen her in a couple things, and I think she always has that, Mm -hmm. because I believe that she's one of those people, like, that Mm -hmm. are truly happy, and it spreads. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You
1: see big time, because BJ has a patient that won't speak. He just lays there. They keep trying to get him to talk, and trying to get him to speak, and he won't. Mm -hmm. And it's been a couple days now, the thing's been let over, the nurses keep trying to talk to this patient. BJ who is a very loving person and you know I would speak to BJ Yeah, (laughs) Um, you know he's got this kindness about him also but this girl went over by him and just sat and talked and talked and talked about positive things and Mm -hmm. said what would be the first thing when you go back what are you going to do Oh, my first thing when I get back is I'm going to bite into a big, delicious, golden apple. Mm-hmm. And she ta- describes this apple in a mm-hmm. way that makes you hungry for an apple.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then she walks away thinking, well, well I didn't really do... Well, it get, gets away. wheeled away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really do anything, but, oh, well, I had a nice conversation. And
0: Nowicki says, hey, Doc, Doc. Can, can you tell her that I like apples, too? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah,
1: she did open him up.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: she got some part of his brain to actually work where, like, I think he was shutting himself off from the world. I'm done. I'm just Mm -hmm. done. Have we all been there? Yeah. I'm done. I'm not going to talk. I'm just finished with the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where he was. And she got him to realize, you know what? It's the little things. It's the biting the apple. It's... You're
0: okay. It's going to be okay. okay. Remember the good things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: got him out of his funk and then you Mm -hmm. see later on these two talking like having a conversation and you just Mm -hmm. it's it's who she is Mm
0: -hmm. it is and um i think bj makes a comment to kelly who actually has a speaking role like not just a line but a speaking role
1: and a dancing role
0: and a dancing role (laughs) in this episode um where he says i wish we could have everybody talk to him," Arena. yeah I think it would help a lot of people, but the flip side here is when Marina is getting off the chopper when she first arrives, she falls over because of the pain, and Hawkeye literally sweeps her off her feet.
1: Yes, and she falls for him, which we see often. I think we see a couple times where people fall in love with the doctor. Mm-hmm. This is the most time, but yeah, and I, I know it's a thing because mm-hmm. I see it on Fraser a lot too, mm-hmm. like. If you help someone through a situation, they just... Mm-hmm. It's called referred pain or referred...
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, where... Mm-hmm.
1: You just fall in love with who helped you.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and Hawkeye, at the end, you know, they, they have this big influx of patients. That's where the ballet slippers come in with. That's why the USO troop was held over was because there was this push. Big bum, yeah. And so the... The roads were restricted, but that also brings wounded, so the wounded come in, and um, after the push, the restriction on the roads is lifted, and they can all leave, and Hawkeye knows that Marina is strong enough to leave, and he, after surgery, comes and talks to her, and just has this heart-to-heart, and he's like, I'm no good.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not right for you. And it's not... she just has this passion for him, where... yeah. I think we can make it work. I think Mm -hmm. that you are my soulmate in life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I've been through. My heart's been hardened. Mm -hmm. You don't want me.
0: And, you know, I really think it's not just a it's not you, it's me conversation. It's a heart-to-heart that Hawkeye is having because, as he says, I've seen too much.
1: You have an innocent positive. You your blood type is innocent positive and I'm lechery negative. Mm -hmm.
0: We don't match. And, um, you know, what I think you said about that innocence that she has, what he says, he wants to keep that for her. Right. And he's trying to help. And you can tell it's hard because he says, Marina, don't think it hasn't crossed my mind. It has. But, you have to go. We, this, it can't. You have to go.
1: You know, if she was a nurse and Bethany for a while, <laughs> that's exactly who he would go after. Yeah. But, yeah. you mm. know, she's not. And that's not yeah. the situation they're in. Oh. She needs to leave. Yeah. And actually, he's sending her, I think, a little early. Possibly. I think it's funny, because um, mm. back then, I had my appendix out mm-hmm. in, in the early 70s, okay. and you do have, it was like six weeks recovery, like okay. they do now, I mean, mm. they cut you open, they took, because mm. nowadays, it's an outpatient thing. Yeah. They literally do it arthroscopically. Yeah. And you don't...
0: Mm-hmm. Unless somebody nicks your bowels, like they did to my friend, but Oh, yeah.
1: my gosh, really?
0: he was in for a month. Oh, on and oh off. okay. But yeah, no, yeah, you're right. They originally just went in two little holes and...
1: Yes, I know people now that have mm-hmm. had their appendix out and they're back to work on Monday, had it done on Friday. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different procedure. Yeah. Where back then when I had mine done, mm-hmm. and I was faking it, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. When I had mine done... You only get done, to do that once. <laughs> once. <laughs> once is all you ever need to do that. And it's six weeks recovery. And the part I didn't understand is they do try to get you up walking around right away. And for her, they were wheeling her around in a wheelchair, but it was the 50s. They probably still would have done that. Yeah. Like with me, I know they tried to get you up walking as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, getting up and walking is a common thing even now I know like after
1: well now they want you but back then they had you lay in bed oh okay forever like they thought bed rest was the cure for everything everything's bed rest everything's bed rest nowadays I mean you get a new knee they get you up walking that same day you get a new heart they get you up walking that same day they want your circulation to go yeah. But back then, they just said, bed rest, bed rest, bed rest. Oh, no, that
0: makes sense, especially, like, the time Frank had a hernia and they put him in traction. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, yes.
0: That's not, that's not what you would do.
1: I also but... was in traction. I fell off a ladder once and a safe fell on my neck. And, and what they did, and then I'm like, oh, I just have a little sore neck. They put me in the hospital and put me in traction, which just made it worse. Like, yeah. I had so much pain. Yeah. So they ended up taking the traction off.
0: But yeah. But, yeah, no, it. I, I think he probably did release her a little early, but I think it was...
1: For her own good.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And, um...
1: But what a great character. Mm-hmm. I love this actress. I wish we would have yeah. seen her in more.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I, I, you know, really, again, it's, as much as the vignettes work around the fact that the USO is there, they are the main meat of this story, I think, because, you know, even even the, the show that they put on is clearly abridged compared to what they would normally exactly. do but well, i think that's for our benefit not the patients
1: and they didn't have a stage they mm-hmm. did it in the or yeah so the patients could all benefit from it mm-hmm. so they didn't have a big stage to yeah. do things on so they scaled things down
0: mm-hmm. but yeah it, it it was definitely more of the the social interaction before between everybody and which just reinforces in my own mind um the fact that this was really a character growing episode for a lot of the cast and when better to have that than right at the beginning of a a season, a right? season. I don't think it actually was taped at the beginning Oh, what is the Yeah, no it definitely wasn't. Z419 new... and Z420, so it was definitely not, but um
1: great episode for the beginning though. Mhm.
0: Oh, really? What? Okay. I was just looking at the n- numbers here. Because, like, Z... F- Let's see here. Um, Z418 was season 9 finale.
1: Yes. And we stuck with the Zs. They usually change yeah. the letter with each season. Yeah. And they have a Z for this one. Okay, so I so... think this
0: actually was recorded in the same order that it was broadcast in. But still I, I really like this as the beginning of season 10 for that reason for the character growth reason and you know that's something else just to comment on since I think we're really done with um,
1: the characters.
0: yeah with with the plot and the characters here that um I really enjoy watching this season and next season when they're when they kind of change the focus of the episodes like from what to what What well for instance like here kelly doesn't just have a single line oh okay they're bringing these background characters up into the foreground uh we have a a story coming up here where kelly is one of the two main characters and that's
1: one of my favorite episodes yeah because it really does open your eyes to things that Mm -hmm. we just do
0: yeah but you know it like that, like when they do the time capsule, this is... Oh, I, love, yeah. it, it, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's changing the focus away from OR to the people. And I love that. And I really like seeing that focus shift um, to the social aspect rather than just the Army medical aspect. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, you know, really, what is this series about? It's based around Mobile Army Surgical Hospital
1: it's about
0: the people but it's about the people right it's, how do you
1: deal with these situations i mean it,
0: it's a sitcom to start with so it's not like you're actually it's not like er right where that's based around stuff going on in the er no this is not based around the actual stuff that's happening at the seventh. the seventh stuff that's happening is the vehicle to talk about all the rest of the story in my mind you know it it's through their interactions in OR that we get the interactions they have in the rest of camp. It's the pantsing that Charles gets in the <laughs> OR, where we get the, the rest people. of the the rest of the story between him and Hawkeye outside of the OR.
1: Yes. Yeah. The practical jokes. Though. Yeah.
0: And we're really seeing that now. I think in these last two seasons. But
1: for the ending, it was hilarious. Oh yeah. Not just because of what the ending is, but because. Mm-hmm. Okay, they locked Klinger out because they couldn't stand his jokes anymore. They just couldn't stand his jokes. So Mm. they locked him out. And he's like, no, 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 I swear. I'm finished with the jokes. I'm finished. So they let him in, and he walks in with an accordion. And my part that I need to tell you about is I couldn't think of the word accordion. (laughs) I kept thinking of harmonica. And my son has an accordion, so I thought I'll go downstairs and see what this thing is called. I could not get that word in my head so i call my son quick to find out what the word is and i find out chris texted him to tell him not to tell me i'm like how did I, you know i was going to call my son
0: because you were trying to find his accordion And i would like to point out i don't think anywhere in this text and i say don't tell your mom <laughs> I believe I just said she can't figure it out, and it's hilarious.
1: And he's like, I can't tell you. According to Chris, uh, I can't tell you. And then, of course, uh, I got it. Thank you, Ben, for not telling me, because I did get it on my own. Sure.
0: <laughs> I didn't give you any hints, Farlamo okay. <laughs> Kehi. Okay.
1: Anyway, yeah. great episode. Please uh, join us. Um, and. Should oh, we yeah, go through gonna, the, the cast? Yeah, <laughs> Chris has a spiel to do that here. Ha- well, yeah, does off, of, so off of the wiki. Well,
0: off of the wiki. Let's let's wrap up the episode. Um, I just want to mention the different musical numbers that they they had because somebody actually found them. Oh. Um. So like, Shrimp Boats by Paul Mason Howard and Paul Weston it was sung by the troop on the truck at the beginning of the episode. Cuddle up a little closer, lovey mine. Uh, by Carl Hoschna. Lyrics by Otto Harbach was what Brandy sung when she was doing her little dance number with the boa. Lady of Spain uh, by Tolshard Evans. Lyrics by Errol Reeves was uh, the accordion arrangement, uh, with the accordion arrangement by Robert Hargreaves and Stanley Damerel, was played by Ellie in post op and dedicated to Winchester sweet molly malone traditional folk song which i tried to do a verse of at the beginning of this played on the guitar and sung by sarah miller in post-op uh piano sonata number eight and c minor pathetic first movement by ludwig von beethoven was what ellie played on the piano in the o club uh beer barrel polka or roll out the barrel jeremy or played by ellie on the piano in the o club that's when kelly Ask Winchester to dance uh, and then guest stars recurring cast we have Gwen Verdon as Brandy Doyle Danny Dayton as fast Freddie Nichols Gail Edwards as Marina Ryan Karen Landry as Sarah Miller Amanda McBroom as Ellie Carlisle Richard Molnar as the patient Michael Nowicki Kelly Nakahara as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato Freddie Dawson as one of the patients Brian Briers as another patient Uh, They were reading dirty fortune cookie fortunes in post-op, as well as playing poker with uh, Marina. Uncredited appearances by Joanne Thompson and Sherry Saba. Uh, As mentioned, production codes, since this was a twofer, were Z419 and Z420. This was written by David Pollock and Elias Davis. Director was Charles S. Dubin. Original air date, October 26, 1981 cool
1: yeah
0: so as gloria was starting to say (laughs) tell us what you think of this episode of mash you know we love also to hear feedback about our you know podcast but we would love to know what you think about the episode of mash because we're really doing this because of our love for mash not because we love to hear ourselves talk i can do that in a mirror i don't need a microphone in front of me to do that so let us know what you think about this episode how can you do that you can head over to narclaninc.com that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com go to the podcast link go to the whiskey and mash page there at the top of the page is a email link that'll email us here at the show and a facebook link to our facebook page Like us over there, you can leave a comment over there, or I think you can direct message us as well as some people have in the past. Let us know what you think. Also over there on that webpage are MP3s of all of our current and past podcast episodes. So those are available for you to stream or download if you would like to catch up. Otherwise, you can also find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast application or Stitcher Radio. And download back episodes that way so you can catch up if you think that we are uh uh, worth listening to enough that you want to get those back episodes and listen to us maybe you would like to help support this podcast we're not asking for money we don't need that that's not why we're doing this
1: it's not that we don't need it well it's not why we're doing it it's not why we're doing it yeah
0: (laughs) no i would love to eventually turn like the the nar podcast family into something that's self-supporting but i'm not planning on that being a way of life anytime soon but if you want to help support this podcast specifically the best way for you to do that is to share it with a friend a family member a coworker, somebody who you think would enjoy listening to our banter for 30 to 45 minutes each week this is going to go a little long um we would really appreciate it you know we've already uh, had some people do that we appreciate that and it helps grow our listener base and what what's really great about that is we're coming up to the end of mash after that we're planning on looking through the three seasons of After Mash. after that we're going to go on to a different show probably Frasier at this point and we would love for you to join us there for that um, And anybody else who you think would like you know to listen to our our ruminations about frazier as well but it would be nice to go into that with a listener base to start with so that we can start to have a, a a conversation online about that and that's what we're hoping you you'll help us start to do now as we're approaching the end of mash so really you know please email us go over to facebook like the page so you get uh the notifications whenever we post a new episode and, and leave us some feedback, so that we can A, improve our, our podcast, and B, know what your thoughts are on the current week's episode, or, you know, the upcoming episodes. It's pretty easy to tell. We do about two episodes a week. So next week will be uh, whatever they are coming up here.
1: Identity Crisis.
0: Identity Crisis, and uh, Blood Brothers, is that the, something like that? No anyway it's yeah rumor at the top rumor at the top there you go (laughs) those are the next two that we'll touch on next week you know pre uh, uh preview them and then you can let us know what you think of those ahead of time we'd love to hear it. in the meantime thank you so much for tuning in to us either for the first time or week after week we appreciate you listening to us and making us part of your day your week your month thank you so much for that uh I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Gloria.
0: See you next time. See you
1: next time. And I still have to do my plea for the anyone from MASH. Huh. Anyone. <laughs> like a makeup artist or a <laughs> set director or...
0: We want to uh, feel like please. we've touched somebody from the show. Please. <laughs>
1: we want to hear please. from you to give us the inside scoop. <laughs> you know, let us know what it was really like. Mm. Okay. That was my Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can do it in here
0: too. What, with Tom? Okay, we can try and get him in for the next I'll one. I'll just put him in the next one. Yeah, that works for me because ne- I'm going to need to do some rendering in here. All right,
1: I'll give you a call. Have a great week.
0: Bye, everyone.